podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast broadcasting to you from my house in a field in beautiful rural Ireland, made it a bit more beautiful this afternoon by actually cutting my grass for the first time of the year. I am Trev Downey, and I'm joined by Lisa Marie Hanahan and Cam Branch for yet another Liverpool-based chit-chat show. You know what to expect at this stage. And because of the time that's in it uh, and the occasion of the year that it is, I thought I might have yet another little bit of Tommy. I'll give him a rest after today. But uh, Mr. Tiernan is really on point here with uh, Ireland and St. Patrick's Day and I thought you know it's pretty opposite uh, and ironic as well because on St. Patrick's Day this year um, I was what was it seven or eight days into a hundred day run of stuff which meant I couldn't even have a St. Patrick's Day pint so instead I was out toiling on the uh, land and trying to trying to get myself ready for growing some stuff this year again and uh, it was wholesome in a way that i've never had a st patrick's day before however i heard this little clip from tommy and it made me really want to just jack it all in and go for a pint here we go i like alcohol as well you know that's important isn't it it's important it might be even vital to relax just be able to fucking relax no matter how serious things are getting, be able to calm the fuck down. Take a break. I think Irish people, I think we're very sensitive to this, which is why we put St. Patrick's Day in the middle of Lent. <laughs> that wasn't a fluke. <laughs> Talking about product placement. <laughs> We knew we weren't going to go the whole 40 days and 40 nights without a break. It's like having half time during Ramadan. <laughs> On St. Patrick's Day, Jesus himself comes out of the desert. Mother of fuck. <laughs> Any chance of a pint, is that? <laughs> the devil is driving me demented. Question after fucking question. <laughs> Pint again is please, Seamus, thanks. What's that? I'd love to judge the parade. I'd love to. I know fuck all about floats, but I'll give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There we go. Like I say, I, 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 don't know, I, I heard this and it just made me want to go for a pint anyway. Anyway, anyway enough of that and enough for me. And Lisa Marie, what have you got to start us with? And more to the point... 
what was St. Paddy's Day like for you? We did see uh, a photograph on our socials uh, of you again, still annoyingly looking about 14 uh, and um, <laughs> and uh, posing in a, in, a, in, a, in a very nice T-shirt given to you by your kid, which said something about uh, um, a fondness. This for Ireland, I believe. Yeah, it was something about um, every day, every time. I'm tired of waking up and not being in Ireland. That's what it was. There you go. There you go. Which is very, very true. Um, No, we. So I know it isn't a true Ireland thing, but over here in the states, um, corned beef and cabbage and carrots and potatoes is like the traditional St. Patrick's Day. Ah, okay. Okay, right, right. So um, we always go over to my in-laws, uh, um, and my mother-in-law fixes that. And uh, my parents were over there last night as well. So we just had we had a nice nice little family meal. Um, you know, my my family, my my in-laws, my sister-in-law, and then my my parents as well. And just just had a nice just had a nice meal and. Uh, sort of relaxed and yeah so that was that was it i didn't i didn't have a pint either so um i just wasn't in the mood so (laughs) but yeah so that was it but yeah i always take pictures you know usually the kids have some saint patrick's day t-shirt or whatever i kind of failed this year they just sort of had to throw something green on um but yeah but i've got a series of pictures over the years of them on saint patrick's day so i had to throw myself in because i had my t-shirt on as well plus i have to say this is kind of i'm gonna have a little bragging moment go on i've lost like a lot of weight so i felt pretty good about the photograph <laughs> ah okay well well you 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 were looking tremendous for a play to you and why not actually why not flaunt it then that's a great idea uh it's an absolutely tremendous idea and in terms of uh uh then something to get us started today uh did you have any any thoughts during the week you come across any quotes are you finally going to sing for us lisa marie no although you know i probably should have prepared some sort of traditional irish yeah song but it has been a week and a half here i'm i'm telling you i mean i took monday off and i have was so happy today was Friday. It's just been work has been super, super busy. So, um, um, no, so I, but I do have a quote. Um, so, and it's a quick one here, but the more honest you are, the more open, the less fear you will have because there's no anxiety about being exposed or revealed to others. Oh, love it. I was actually thinking, Thinking about that very idea during the week myself. I don't really know why, but uh, that's really interesting. Who's that by or who's that from? The Dalai Lama. Of course it is. He's always just throwing out the quote, isn't he? <laughs> He's a quote machine, that lad. Uh, tremendous, tremendous. Thanks for that, Lisa Marie. And uh, young Brainchy, we can hear you chuckling away in the background. How's the week for you, man? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to yourself, Trev and your family and your loved ones Thanks, and buddy. Uh, everybody else who's been celebrating uh, this week uh, I'm sure um, the odd couple of pints have been consumed around the world so um, yeah uh, I'm very happy for you all to be celebrating that <laughs> you sound slightly slightly begrudging but I'll give it to you fair play uh, and, and uh, you're, you're not we you're famously not a uh, uh, a beer or a pints man, but have you ever no. have you ever had a pint of Guinness? 
I've, I've not had a pint, but I have tried it and you tasted it. Okay, and that was enough. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah enough. Yeah, no thanks. But you know what? You have to drink it in Ireland. I mean, I won't drink it. <laughs> it's horrible over here. I mean, I used, you know, I had tried it before, and I'm just like, Ugh. but then when we took our first trip over to Ireland, you know, we did the tour of the Guinness storehouse. You know, you kind of had to, and it was wonderful. So yeah, so I'll drink it in Ireland, but I refuse to drink it anywhere else. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. The reason I started, <laughs> the reason the reason I started drinking it wasn't because I loved the taste, and I, there was a long period of of adjustment for me. But you know, I really stuck to the task with great determination because the reason <laughs> for that was I was a poor student, and in the buttery bar in Trinity College, which is where I was going to do my my um, degree. Uh, pints of Guinness at the time were one pound fifty. So I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, who's who's <laughs> not gonna take up that offer? So uh, yeah, and it, you'll notice as well that was before the euro as well. So it was, yeah, one Irish punt uh, and fifty cent. So no, no, no doubt about it. Or pe- pennies at the time, yeah. So no doubt about it. That's that was the reason. It was um, it was financial reasons, and I did stick it out. But I do have to admit, I have a fondness for it now. Not tremendous i wouldn't have 18 pints or something like you see lads do but um you know and and not one here there's a lovely thing especially in an old man pub beside a fire but enough of that cam i'm just talking myself into uh getting breaking my 100 days already uh what have you got for us or what was 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 there anything particularly on your mind i know you said you've no quotes no no i was looking for a quote um i was there were a couple of things going through my mind there's been a couple of um racial incidents this week so i was thinking should i go down that line and i thought no i won't mm. do that then i thought um there's a thought the arsenal fans and um, were generally quite arrogant so i was trying to find a, a quote about arrogance that sort of summed up of um how i felt the arsenal fans have been this week and um I, again, I couldn't really find anything suitable, so uh, I, I, unfortunately, it's, I don't have anything to start with. But you know, you, you, you know, you know, you know, you've done there, man. You've, you've, you've segued us beautifully into our first topic, which is the most recent game, which was Arsenal, and um, that in and of itself is, is, is uh, very, uh, very fitting and opposite. And I mean, I'd like to start with that topic with you. I mean, obviously, sure. you, you noticed um, in the build-up to the game. Uh, a lot of stuff that obviously was was you were considering to be quite arrogant. I only saw it in the aftermath. I'll be honest with you, because I tend to avoid match build up like the plague. Um, I will not be mm. on on the social media much on the day of a game if I can avoid it, because um, all you're going to see, Cam, are like combined elevens and yeah. uh, people talking nonsense. And I and and. By far the worst period of the pre-match for me, to, and by far the most important part to avoid, is the immediate pre-match stuff on the TV, because that is just a load of puffed up, uh, you know, sort of empty-headed uh, people talking who should know so much better about the game than they do, but they don't seem to. Um, although I believe Graham Sunez was a notable exception this week. Um so where was this arrogance coming in? I think I saw a couple of things, including some, was it a Bollywood fella who was chatting yeah. absolute bobbins about, um, he was making up some sort of dramatic situation where there was a, a late winner by Smith Rowe or something. I, I watched it and I felt really kind of embarrassed for the lad. Um, was it, but obviously it was more than that, was it? What was it? What else was it? Yeah, it was, it was nothing really in particular, not one particular 
incident or you know one particular thing that had been said but you know it was just the general you can have confidence which is fine but if your confidence then borders over onto arrogance there was there was stuff like i mean i saw one one lad tweet well we we've got the potential of scoring seven against liverpool you know jesus really how why based on (laughs) what you know and he he's done this really long thread and i'm like i stopped up the first you know i just stopped you know i didn't go into it and then obviously like you say there was that bollywood stuff but that's that was for arsenal tv you know the fan tv stuff so that that's always going to be that's how they get their shits and giggles and clicks and and clickbait and all that and that's how they get their likes and that's how they generate uh what you know the revenue they're looking to generate so that's that's all well and good but it, like i say it's just you know the odd little tweet here the odd little thing here you know there was that video of ty you know and, it, and i didn't realize ty from again uh arsenal fan tv was I didn't realize he was 51 huh and the way he was talking it's like he was talking honestly like a teenager who just hit puberty. Yeah. And it was just like, really? Why? You know, you, you, you know, it's just like, there was no reasoning with what he was saying. It was just like, it's my way or no way sort of thing. And I'm like, I don't need to send, even like you say afterwards, there's been stuff. Well, we battered them for the first 60 minutes, but you didn't, you, no. you, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't really even have a shot. You had one really good cross. Excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. Oh, no, it's going away. Sorry. Um, <laughs> a little bit of drama there, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> would have been a hell of a sneeze. Um, I was building up to it. Um, there was, I think there was one really good cross they had in the first half, and it went across the six-yard box. And I'm like, Ali could have got that, but he didn't. He let it go past. And then, luckily, the whoever was coming in on it missed it. And I think um, it would have been... Robbo, I think who it was. So uh yeah, it was Robbo at the back post who just sort of uh um clips it away sort of thing at the last second, like and it's like aside from that, what did they actually do in the first half? Yeah, they they had a, a bit of the ball, but we had more of the ball. We had the the clearest opportunity at the end of the the second half, first half. We had the best header on target or shot on target with the Virgil header in the first two or three minutes, and it's like you didn't really actually do much against us. It's like we let you, we let you sort of play around, but we knew you weren't going to do anything. We were like, let's see what you got. You know, we'll see what you got. Let's see what you got. Is that it? Okay. Now let's show you what we've got. And bang, two quick goals, and we showed them. And that's what a top class team does. They don't panic. They don't stress. They don't lose sight of what they're trying to do. They, they they have complete belief in what they're trying to do and how they mean to do that. That's exactly what we did. It was, again, you know, I think in the last game, um, we said it was just a, a, against Brighton away, wasn't it? It was just a professional performance. Go there, do what you need to do, get out of Dodge and move on. And that's exactly what we did on Wednesday night. You know, it's interesting listening to that because you're making me recall the incidents of the match. And um, in the in the bigger picture, of course, I agree with you entirely. 
that's how I felt. That's what I was saying on Raw afterwards myself was, you know, um, it was, they were a lot of noise. Um, there's a <laughs> there's a scene in in um, in in um, what's that show? What's that movie with um, uh, Bob De Niro and Sean Connery? The Untouchables, uh, where De Niro's playing uh, Al Capone and he keeps shouting back at uh, at, at the at Costner's character. You're just a lot of talking a badge, you know. You're just empty basically, and that's how I, that phrase kept coming into my head, you know, because it's one of those catchphrases I'd often use because they were kind of I was very impressed with their energy. I was very impressed with the uh, uh, the fact that they gave us no room to play. But realistically mm. speaking, you mentioned it there. There was a half decent bit of a shot cross by Martinelli. There was another good cross by Martinelli, which was well cleared by Robbo. That's one you mentioned. That was in about 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, there was, I think, a Cedric shot that he pulled across the face of goal. And apart from that, there was a, a Xhaka shot that if you had yeah. been listening to Martin Tyler, you would have thought was just narrowly past the top corner. It was a haymaker. It was miles wide. Um, it landed that was on the six-yard uh, marking on the on the byline. That's exactly. how close it yeah. That's that's what they that's what that's the that was the threat that they carried, and yet we yeah. you know needed a fantastic stop from 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 a Virgil set piece uh, from a set piece with a Virgil heads right into the corner and you know uh, in the second half and, say, and at the beginning of the second half there was that brilliant save from Mali obviously you know from Tiago oh, yeah. Era. oh yeah yeah, yeah and, exactly and then, but then but that was it up until that point that was it that was the culmination of them battering us but, the but they're not old, looking at what the, we did to them no the and the Odegaard shot which required that brilliant save by Ali as you say was 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 gifted to them by a fucking insane yeah. pass by by uh by Thiago like and, and again apart from that it was one Martin Ali shot across before that and look they had uh no sooner done that than we're going bang bang in the space of what was it, about eight minutes um yeah. about two minutes after that Odegaard shot eight minutes in total we are two nil up and Lisa Marie the way in which we went two nil up was so gratifying the goal from Jota it's it, itself was just fantastic and like I said to the lads in Raw afterwards the best part about it was you felt you could celebrate it because there was no real danger of it being called offside because the way the play had progressed and then he makes the ruthless substitution, takes the goal scorer off because he had been having a bit of a poor game. Uh, as you could, it's a charge you could level at a lot of our front men, uh, you know, in terms of their general form over recent matches. So it was a matter of like who you're going to take off. And then uh, Bobby Firmino comes on, starts to really make us tick, and finds himself a couple of feet out, uh, tapping home from a beautiful, uh, wasn't it a robo cross? Um, yeah. Uh, and 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 you know I don't know where you were think what you were thinking, Lisa Marie, but that one-two punch, the, the, all these boxing metaphors kept coming into my head, and I, I don't know if you noticed them, if you if, I don't know if you heard Raw afterwards, but I came out with one, Jim came out with one, um, uh, and Dave came out with one, and we weren't trying to coordinate, it was just <laughs> and we weren't uh, mimic mimicking each other either. It was just it felt very much like that, and pretty much what Cam has just said too was just like. Okay, what have you got? What have you got? Boom, boom. Okay, good night. That it felt very much like that, didn't it? It did. It did very much. And you know, I didn't. I missed the first couple minutes of the game, probably maybe seven or eight. Um, and you know, I was just like, "All right, guys, come on, let's 
let's sort of kick it up a gear because it felt like we were kind of sitting back a little bit, just waiting to see what they were going to try to bring to us. And um, so, yeah, so I kept kind of, you know, let's let's kick it up. And they they definitely did it in the second half. Now, Trev, I mentioned to you that I was back at the restaurant where the Nashville, the official supporters club, Liverpool supporters club watches the matches. And that's ironically where I watched the Arsenal league match um, back in November. And so I went again this time. I felt like it was good luck. Um, And I was there with my husband and one of his colleagues who, who is also a Liverpool supporter. And, you know, when, when Diogo tap, you know, got that goal in, I mean, the whole, there weren't that, it was, since it was a you know weekday afternoon, there weren't tons and tons of people there, but there was probably about mm, 20 or so. And I mean, everyone just broke in into Diogo's song. I mean, it was just it was just fantastic. I mean, it was it was just so fun. And then, of course, you know, whatever it was, eight or so minutes later, when when Bobby scored, then, you know, of course, here comes his song. And it was then stuck in my head for the next two days. Um, just finally got it out. And now it's kind of trickling back in while I talk about this. <laughs> so anyway. Um, so that made it kind of just a little more interesting of a match, I think, for me, just because I was watching it with a group of people and, you know, we were kind of commenting back and forth on things. But it really felt like we brought it up a level in the second half, you know, like, OK, we're going to we're going to just put you all away. And as you said, I, I did catch all the boxing metaphors on Raw. And that that really sums it up nicely, though, because it was. And then it was just sort of like sit back and see the game out. Um, yeah. Which we did, which is fine. I mean, that's yeah. fine because with the run of games we've got going on and, and the amount of minutes all these guys are having to play right now, you know, if you don't have to play at that high, high energy level, then they, you know, they kind of need to sort of, I guess, conserve energy, if you will. The biggest takeaway, of course, was for me afterwards was, you know, the feeling that it, this thing might actually be on, you know, um, yeah. the, 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 the fact that we closed in to within a point after a city had had their really bad result where they dropped to uh, nobody would have foreseen that. And now the reality of, of it is were we to win all our games, our remaining games, we would be champions. And that's an exciting thing to think about. It's obviously a highly unlikely thing to happen, but it's an exciting thing to think about. Um, you know, and, and were we to beat Manchester City, you give yourselves a little bit of wiggle room there, perhaps to even have one other setback or one setback of some sort. So look, I suppose the excitement levels went up a notch with me because the reality of what was possible started to dawn. And then today, with the FA Cup tie, uh, which is a quarterfinal, let's not forget, uh, looming, um, it's Sunday afternoon against uh, Nottingham Forest. Uh, we got some news, double a double whammy, really, uh, about injuries. Uh, we heard that Trent had a hamstring issue and that Mo was unlikely to play as well because uh, Klopp was vague enough, but he said he felt something, uh, the same injury that, had prevented him from starting the Arsenal game. Um, so there's a couple of things. That Arsenal match 
against a team that are very much in form and very much out with something to prove and to give that arrogance uh, that the fans have uh, a reason to to, to continue. Um, it, that should have been a real banana skin. And I, I love the fact that it wasn't. But Cam, I have to say, uh, with the best will in the world, a lot of people massively underestimate uh, the effect of Trent Alexander uh, on our team. And the lad is clearly a world-class footballer in many ways. It was very gratifying to see that after the initial sort of few sort of moments with Martinelli that he really started to pull him in his pocket as the game went on. And I thought overall it was a lovely battle between two very um, skilled players. And um, it was really irritating to listen to the likes of Gary Neville perpetuating bullshit about how Trent can't, can't uh, defend. And even more gratifying to see Kloppo coming out and, and, and talking about how he knocked down anyone who kept that going along because, you know, you don't need to be genius. He needs to work out who who it is, or you know. So these are all good things, and now we find that we could do without. We, we will be without him for at least a few important games. And hamstring mm. is 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 very vague at the best of times. Um, the ballpark figure most people talk about is four to six weeks, and who knows? I mean, we're we're incredibly vague, giving out details about injuries at the best of time. And you know the Mo absence now as well. <sighs> It just felt a little bit of a, 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 a leveler to me because, you know, Jurgen was talking about, and this is where I'm driving this, there is a question at the end of this, Jurgen was talking about uh, Jimmy Milner, um, you know, as as the first option. And then he went and said, well, maybe some of the young lads or, you know, Joey Gomez. And mm. I, I was quite struck by the pecking order there that made little sense to me unless he was talking about it in the context of the FA Cup game alone because I would have thought an excellent defender which is what Joe Gomez is would at mm. least be a good option at right back a lad who probably wouldn't get skinned as as often as Jimmy Miller will um, would have been the obvious option and I have another little haymaker to throw in at the end here I was talking mm. to Cy Brundish on Twitter very briefly today and we're both of the opinion that, like, for us, the first choice that you put in there um, would be Jordan Henderson. Um, not because he's a tremendous uh, 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 defender, but because he's got that uh, mobility up and down the flank. If we're looking to replace that side of the game, and he can occasionally put over a decent cross and stuff like that. So, a lot for you to unpack there. What, what do you make of the Trent thing and the re- potential replacements? Okay, firstly... I'm um, going to start with the quote by Klopp. And I think a lot of um, neutral fans, let's say, would say that this season that uh, a certain Manchester City player, Mr. Cancelo, uh, Joe, Joe Cancelo, is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, does he play left back, right back? I mean, he, he seems to flip between the two, doesn't he? I think he's, he's predominantly a right back, isn't he? Where's your left back? Yeah. Oh, tell me. Help me out here. I'm confused. Walker is I think he plays either. I mean, I, I think he no, has no, been playing doesn't. primarily left back. Yeah. Uh, but his, well, I guess. Anyway. People acknowledge he's a he's a good defender, right? I mean, that, that, you know, that's the general consensus 
among everybody, you know, the neutral fans, let's say, and the Man City fans. He's a really, really good defender. He's been dribbled past this season 36 times. I think it is. And All I right. think Trent has been dribbled past 28 times this season. But yeah, let's go with the narrative that Trent can't defend. Okay, so that's that's that one. Yeah, Trent can defend. Trust me, he he can defend. Very very few players skin him alive. It's somebody who's extremely quick. Martinelli gave him a really tough game Wednesday night. It was a wonderful battle to watch. Um, I think Trent just came out on top. And the only reason I say that is because we kept a clean sheet. At the end of the day, Martinelli had, you know, one shot aside, which went past the post towards the end. And one run where he, he did the nutmeg on Hendo and then put the cross in and, uh, John Matip cleared it, who I thought was magnificent. Sorry on Wednesday. Um, was my man of the match. Um, uh, I, you know, Martinelli, you know, he's a wonderful football player. He's quick, skillful, extremely talented, a joy to watch. So it was a fascinating battle. Um, but for me, I wouldn't say Trent comfortably came out on top, but he came out on top because ultimately you, your position is judged by goals. They didn't score. They, Martinelli never had a shot on target. I don't think he had a, across that produced anything but he gave Trent a really hard time so that's that one Trent can defend um as for the injury and um how how we how how we replace him now for the next few games um we can't rush him back that's the most important thing we won't rush him back yeah we can't we we can't yeah. replace him either can't, yeah. can't we that's, that's the thing the we point. can't replace him. yeah yeah so you can't afford yeah. to risk him getting a second injury or a, you know a setback of any way you've got to let this heal and let it be fully healed the last thing we want is him to come back in three weeks or four weeks thinking he's fine then breaking down again for another three or four weeks no just leave him out for the five six weeks whatever it's going to take get him fully fit let him come back so who do who do you play there now and that's the big question for me joe gomez is too good to play at right back I still think he he's he's a I think he's a centre back, but Joe Gomez needs minutes. Joe Gomez would have been playing centre back this weekend, I think, if it wasn't for the Trent injury. I'm I'm confused, dude. What do you mean by too good to play at right back? I think he's a better I think he's a better centre back. Oh, I think absolutely, absolutely. But we're looking at the best options we have now. Best option then if you want somebody who's a defender, defender first, yeah. then it's Joe Gomez all day long. Yeah. Over everybody. Yeah. If you're looking for somebody who's going to give you more output, then I'm struggling as to who you're going to play. I, I would, I would never play Jordan Henderson anywhere near a defensive line ever again. Never. After seeing him at centre back, I know right back is different. I know he's got the, he hasn't got the legs for a start. I think his legs are going. He's really. I think his legs are going. I don't think he, I, I've seen him too many times this season. I don't know if it's because he's still coming back from the injury he had towards the end, you know, uh, that he had previously, and he was still finding his feet, still getting his form up. But there's been too many times this season 
players have just run off Hendo. They've been doing it for a long time. And I that's, that's different. When you've got the game in front of you, I, I always know, say this Jimmy Miller. You know, when you've got... Is, he, 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 he's, he's poor defensively. He's always has been. Yeah. Well, it's, you, you would need to, you would need to, to compensate by having a strong defensive minded person on the right side of midfield. You would, you would have to do that. And then, uh, so who's that going to be? Yeah. So there's a bit too much moving around getting on there. Yeah. But, let, let, but let's not, let's, I mean, we, we should learn the lesson from last season here. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, obviously if, if Jimmy Miller yeah. had the legs, He'd be the guy. You would want him there. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you either play the, um, because it's, uh, Nottingham Forest on Sunday. Yeah. You, uh, who's the young, youngster that they've played a few times at right back? Is it Owen Beck? Owen Beck. You can either go with Owen Beck. I think, I think it's Owen Beck. You can either go with the youngster or you go with Joe Gomez. You don't have anybody else there. I mean, Milner's, um, I mean, I know it's, yeah. I'd rather Joe Gomez played that right back just to get him some match minutes. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's more important. Milner's not, no, again, he hasn't got the legs for 90 minutes. Yeah. That's I mean, you could true. even start Joe and then maybe bring Milner in if you needed to. Yeah. If you feel that, you know, Joe Gomez, you know, you want to, uh, Help his um, manage his minutes and build his workload up. You know, chronic load. Uh, I think uh, is the technical term. So you, it's one of those. I, I like I say, I wouldn't be. You know, I mean, I heard somebody sh- shout out Ox today. Again, we, we need to learn the lessons from last season. Moving midfielders back into defence cost us. So, so why does why is nobody mentioned? Oh, I, but I, I, I think that the person you're t- you're both talking about is Connor Bradley, though, right? Oh, maybe that's uh, right. I, I think it's Connor, Connor Bradley. It is Connor Bradley. But, but, but the why why is nobody mentioned? Putting um, why why is nobody spoken about the potential for for Ibu Kanate, who's mobile and a brilliant defender. Uh, why is it Joe? Why is it always just Joe? Why is why if Kanata is not going to be in the first team as a centre half? Is uh, you know I, I, look, I, I think again Kanata you can see is is completely established now as a centre back. You know I don't think you'd ever consider playing him as a right back. I don't. Uh, well, you would if you we don't know have Joe a right has back. played right back on quite well, a few Cam, occasions. But Cam, you would if you don't have a right back, and we don't have a right back. That's the reality of it. So if you're yeah, going to say, well... say he... Joe is ahead of him in that respect because of the number of times he's played for Liverpool as right back. Right, so 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 Joe would be your favourite then going into Joe these games be, for for however many games it happens to be. And and why would you... I'm just going to ask you the obvious question and then I'll pop the same question to Lisa Marie. Why is it that you're not going straight away to Jimmy Miller like like Clapo seems to be. I, I don't think he's got the legs. Yeah, in terms I, I, of I, I mean, yeah. I, just playing ninety minutes. I mean, we've we've seen now in, in in the last since we've got the midfield back, the midfield options available. Miller is 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 best on the bench, coming on last 10, 15, 20 minutes, and just doing what James Milner does. Yeah. Start him, I think. I think it, I'm not saying he can't do a job, and I'm not saying he couldn't do a job on Sunday against Nottingham Forest. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but Nottingham Forest are a quite good football team. They're, mm. they're they're doing quite well in the championship. They're not the worst football team in the world. They they are going to give us a hard game on Sunday. 
Oh yeah, they will. Yeah, they that will be give here. us. A, it's yeah. going to be, a, a, you know, it's, it's at the city ground. They're going to be pumped up. The crowd is going to be, be really behind them. They're going to treat it like a Premier League game. It's their cup final now, on Sunday. So, we we need to put a reasonably strong team out. It's not going to be one of those where you know we're playing Shrewsbury Town and we can play a load of kids. No. Right. Right, well, let's let's get back to that concept of the strength of the team in a second. And Lisa Marie, let me let, get you in on this question as well. I mean, why not? Uh, why is it that, uh, or, or, or maybe maybe I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. Who, like, who would be your preference first? And then, what is the what is the, 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 your your take on Jimmy Miller? I know we're both very fond of him as a player. Um, and I love, I think he's great when he's got the game in front of him. Um, so if, if we're in possession and dominating game or whatever, if we're uh, looking to hang on to a lead, he can position himself behind the ball. Once the game is ahead of him, I think he's great. I genuinely have loads of time for him. But if he gets turned around, there is no recovery pace there. I mean, there's barely any pace going forward in James at this stage. Uh, he, we know he's got great endurance and a great engine, but there's no recovery pace. And that could really, really cost us in what, you know, Klopp himself has, has referred to them as finals. It's not a cliche. Every game now till the end of the season is a final because every game, uh, if it's won, could lead to something spectacular at the end of it. So what's your preference given all of those various sort of factors? Joe is my preference. Um, and, and that's, I think it's because of, because of his pace and his recovery pace. Yeah. Um, and leaning into the fact that he has played that position from time to time. But also, and, and if it looks like he's going to need to fill in there, you know, until Trent is back, then I do think, you know, depending on the game and how it's unfolding, you start Joe there. And if you're trying to manage his minutes and all, you know, maybe you do bring James Milner in if needed to kind of see the game out from that position. But as far as Sunday, I mean, Milner wasn't available Wednesday, and I can't remember if he was the the previous because because of illness. So yeah. if he's coming back yeah. from illness, you probably don't need him potentially trying to play sixty ninety minutes. Um, you know, and, and you know, I don't know what illness he had. He he didn't say, but but just, you know, that's a different type of recovery or, you know, than from an injury. So, um, so yeah, my preference is Joe to start and, you know, and again, you know, and this is the last game that we're, you know, we're playing before the international break. So even if Joe does have to play the full 90, he's got, you know, plenty of recovery time and yeah. So yeah, Joe to start and either, you know, bring Milner in if, if, needed or necessary if he's you, you know, assuming he's available do you remember uh guys when we needed james miller to come in at left back do you remember that mm. we needed him yeah yes for a long for a long one of games to come in at left back so i ask you games, this question. i think it was yeah and he was he was consistently very good uh yeah he was he was, he was. And but that I, was I, like what four five years ago but i've got to ask you this question so Jimmy Miller is, is a, a predominantly right-footed footballer, uh, very much one-sided in that regard. But he played on that left flank uh, in a very uh, efficient and uh, uh, useful fashion for us. So why are we not considering the fact that we that we could select our excellent 
and a dedicated fullback, Costas Simicus, as a fullback. That's what? that. Yeah, that's a thought. Yeah, I mean, like, um, like, are we are we just saying? Well, sorry, lads, you just, you know, you're just way too one footed. Is that what we're saying? Like, it's. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of a weird one. <laughs> I don't think he's as one footed as Robertson is. Right. Um, so, so you know, why is there? Why is that not our straight go to? Why was his name not the first off club? That's was, a thought. I, I don't know. I don't know. Now Maybe, he missed on Wednesday due to illness as well. So again, there uh, may be that yeah. question of availability. Was that was the rumor that that illness was a little bit of a COVID outbreak? Uh, uh, was there any any validation to that? Did anyone hear anything truthful or otherwise about that since, or, or, or has that just been kept quiet? I don't know. I I think somebody might have suggested it, and I and I want to say, and I think it was this instance where where Klopp kind of gave the yeah, there's there's other illnesses other than COVID, you know. Ah, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> as, okay. As I have as I have said to people. Um, yeah, so I mean, it is that time of year where, you know, sometimes you just get a cold and, you know, you feel horrible and don't need to be running up and down a field for 90 minutes, potentially in the rain or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. I mean, why not put Costas over there, potentially? Um, I saw Robo play on the right for Scotland at some point and it was horrible. So I would never, I, if, <laughs> I had a picture. <laughs> <laughs> they had him playing um they had him like it was, he was a wing back but yeah he was on the right and i think tyranny was on the left and it was it was not pretty so yeah. um definitely definitely don't put robo over there yeah what, what do you but, think about what, what about that camp for that just 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 the, the, as the last word on this like dedicated fullback in the squad we know how good he is uh do we just not play him there because we're that worried that he wouldn't be effective because he's too one-footed. Why? Why is he not even part of the discussion? I'm. I could be wrong, but I'm sure he played a couple of pre-season friendlies at right back. Right. Oh, there you go. So, I could be, but I could be wrong. But I'm. I'm sure there's something, you know, running around in the old brain cells saying he, he has played a couple of games there. And I don't know if that was just to. See if he could do it, how he would cope, um, you know, or if it was just due to availability of players. And again, but we got players. We we we've got a player who there who 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 can do the role, and we know can do the role, and played the and played the role just uh, a couple of games ago there, a yeah. few games ago. So it, it's it is the obvious choice. I don't think yeah. there's any. You know, unless you're going to play play the kid, uh, Connor Bradley, did you say it was? Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. I think Joe's the safest choice because he is the most reliable defender. And then you just cut your cloth accordingly going forward and maybe make a, a, a little bit of a, uh, a nod to that in the midfield selection. Uh, I think it's as simple as that. Uh, it, you, you would fear, though, wouldn't you, um, if we're going to have a couple of games without Trent and Mo for that whole flank of the team because those two guys together are so bloody important to us in every regard uh, yeah. that you know it's just it, it it's just a sort of deadening sort of it's a bit of a gut punch that we, we're going to miss them uh, these things happen I get I totally get that but I, I, I'm not, I have no interest in being pragmatic or phlegmatic now I just want to win everything so I, I'm, I think it's understandable we might be a little bit annoyed or nervous when we don't have our very very best 11 to choose from 
But let's look ahead to the other game that's coming up very briefly because we won't have done another show. I don't think we won't until the Watford game is over. And, you know, that is uh, coming up uh, on Sunday, isn't it? I'm right. I'm right in saying that. Sorry, Nottingham I'm, I'm, Forest is on Sunday. Sunday and Watford Wednesday, is it? Sunday no, Watford Tuesday. isn't until April 2nd. Yeah, international break. I've got myself totally turned around. So we have this gap then after Forest. Yeah. Before Watford. Okay, that's what it's. Sorry. So it's Watford City. Yeah. So it's we don't play we don't play in the Premier League again now after Arsenal until the second. Um, That's right. uh, So so we've officially got no games, club games between the twentieth and the second. Um, So that is recovery time hopefully from Mo oh, to get the the horse placenta into him or whatever's needed and uh, be feeling absolutely chipper for the Watford game so hopefully that won't be too much of a of an imposition um I really want to win against Forrest uh so there's no point in us talking about the Watford game that's right okay I, I'd forgotten that that was at, at the, the other end of the break I do really want to win against Forest, but you know what I also want to really want to win is my favourite trophy, um, which is every everyone will know is the the European Cup, and the other big story uh, of the of the last couple of days is the Champions League draw, which came out there recently, uh, um, and it's I, I, there's a little bit too much gloating around the draw for me. I honestly will put my hands up and say, obviously, you'd rather not get a Bayern Munich or a City if you could avoid them. But I do really believe you're going to have to beat the best teams anyway. And we always do well when we get tough ties. uh, And uh, we haven't had an easy march to any trophy ever. We're not Manchester City. We're not Manchester United. (laughs) We don't get we don't get draws like that. We get tough draws. So I, I honestly was trying to be quite pragmatic, and I would have taken whoever we got. But for me, getting Benfica is whatever it is. I'm not going to crow about it because I think that's a really silly thing to do. Uh, and I'd like if anyone's listening to this, I hope you take that into your ears. It's really silly to be crowing about a draw. I understand you want to say comparatively speaking that's fine, but just leave it at that. There's no point in saying anything more than that. But what's good? What's really, uh, really, really interesting about it is the other matchups and the fact that the thing is now shaped in a certain way. Because, Cam, just to inform our listeners, you had one eye on this, no doubt. Uh, hmm. the, the other quarterfinals, apart from Benfica, Liverpool, with Liverpool at home in the second leg, just for good measure. So it's, it's lovely in that regard. Uh, the other ties were what exactly? Oh, you're asking me that question, aren't you? I am. Um, yeah. off, off, off the top of my head, uh, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, oh, okay. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah you tell me. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I've not okay, really played I'll... it. I just know we have Ben Beaker, um, yeah. uh, and I'm not going to even start trying to guess what the other ones were. I, I did it... look at them. Really paid much attention. Man City well, has Atletico Madrid, don't they? No, City no. and Chelsea. City and Chelsea. No. City. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. 
we are in the opposite end of the this draw. This is great both. radio, you know. We are in the opposite end of the draw to both uh, City and, uh, yeah, City of Atletico, you're right, uh, uh, Lisa Marie, pardon me. City of Atletico, uh, uh, Bayern got Villarreal, uh, and, Real. and Chelsea have Real Madrid. Yeah, Real Madrid. That's, that's now, what it was. And City we are in the, we're, we're in the opposite each half. other in the semis. Yeah, we're in the opposite half of the draw to yes. City, that is Atletico, correct. Chelsea, and Real. However, if we get through, it's Villarreal or Bayern. So uh, it, this is the thing. So let's not again. Don't get too excited because I would have thought the best team in it, apart from from us, uh, in terms of European tradition and chances of actually winning this trophy, is Bayern Munich. So yeah. we would have to overcome them in a semi. Were we lucky enough to get past? Or good enough to get past Benfica yeah. in the quarterfinal. Yeah. So, the, the, but but what I do like, I have to say, is that we will be avoiding playing either City or Chelsea uh, until the final. Should we be good enough to reach that final? Uh, because uh, I don't like <laughs> I don't like quarterfinals and semifinals against uh, against teams from the Premier League. They just they feel icky. Uh, whereas a final, you know, it is what it is. You know, you you just you have to win it. There's no two ways about it. It's a one-off game. I don't like the idea of a two-legged game. And Cam, you have actually said just to bring it back to you again, seeing you let me back down so badly there in the draw. Dude, what what the hell, man? You know, don't ask him any questions. Uh, the the yeah. <laughs> You said before that you would like to avoid City over two legs, so you've at least got your wish here on that. You know what I mean? If we're going to play them, it'll be in a one-off game. If we're both good enough to get to the final, uh, that in in and of itself is quite interesting. The way the draw has been divided out and the run that we might have, it's 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 exciting stuff, man. And it does make you feel like it's still a real possibility, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, Benfica is going to be a tough game. You know, let's. Let's not kid ourselves. They've got to the last eight on merit. Every team in that in there now is there on merit because they produce they produce good. Benfica helped knock Barcelona out in the, in the group stage. They then knocked Ajax out. But they're two big teams, you know, Champions League, you know, European Cup pedigree there in those teams. Um, so you know, let's let's not just think, you know, yeah. Everybody wanted Benfica or Villarreal, and you, and you can you, you can understand why. But it's the last eight of the European Cup. It, it's going to be a big team, whichever way you look at it. So um, it's it's going to be incredibly difficult. I know they're they're only they're they're third in their league. Um, I've got the table up. They they played twenty six, one eighteen, drawn four, lost four, scored sixty six, conceded twenty four, goal difference of forty two, points fifty eight. 12 points behind the leaders who are Porto. So, um, they're, they're not doing brilliantly in, in the Portuguese league, but they're not doing terribly badly either. So, um, you know. Yeah. I do recall back in 2014. They, they remember after when, when, yeah, when we were defending champions, uh, 2005, 2006, and we had that little glitzy kit that we got. Especially for the Champions League, uh, with like little gold bits on it and stuff, and everyone's getting very excited. And we had Morientes in the team, and everyone's getting very excited. And we went out uh, to Benfica, if I recall correctly, um, right. in the first of the first of the knockout rounds. Whereas when it's Porto, we just seem to beat the shit out of them all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's definitely not our happiest Portuguese team. But look, it's like 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 you said, it does. That's why that's the point I was trying to make. It doesn't matter. I I don't want to be crowing about who it is because you got to get past them uh regardless but i am glad to see the others in the other half of the draw i have to say and i am glad to see i think atletico will really uh, rattle city over two legs and i think chelsea will do very well to get past real madrid not because real madrid are the best ever real madrid but just because it's going to be a big ask uh and that's good uh because uh you know you <laughs> almost as much as always wanting to your team to do well it's innate in you isn't it as a fan to not want others to do well I've never understood that like you know the kind of people who say well I hope one of the English clubs win it what 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 no what the, what the fuck is that about no I hope none of the English clubs win it if we can win it I, I've never understood that it's such a weird 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 way to think about the game anyway we are kind of sorry I was going to say the only the only thing they could possibly be wanting English clubs to do well is to keep the coefficient numbers so we keep four Champions League places. That's the yeah. only thing you, you could want here. I mean, you've got three English teams, you've got um, three Spanish teams and a German and a, and a Portuguese. So you can see, you know, which, which leagues are the strongest leagues straight away. Um, you know, it's the English and the, and, and the Spanish leagues. But you you got to think it, you know, logic. I think you know. I think there's five teams there, realistically, who've got a very good chance of winning it. Um, four, four to five, and we're one. Yeah, of well, you were we're one of those, and it's 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 exciting, and apparently, uh, you know, uh, it, what it means is that the biggest dream of all is still alive and uh, like I've said to you a million times I don't care how airy fairy it is or how unlikely it is the fact that we can still be talking about it uh, on March the 18th uh, is a very exciting thing indeed so we are starting to edge towards that time where we're on for an hour or so I want to let people kind of have that sort of predictability around the length of the show so we should start wrapping it up so basically uh, I'm wondering, is there a specific topic that either of you wanted to talk about? And if there isn't, can we just get a final uh, thought from both of you? Did we leave anything on the table there that either of you wanted to really talk about this week, which is Liverpool related? No. Okay, no. that is enough. I think we got it. Okay, so with that in mind, then what was what, if anything, would you like to sign off with? I'll start with you, Lisa Marie. Have a closing quote as well. Oh, quotastic. Excellent. I love it. Now, I did consider reading an excerpt from my son's latest essay masterpiece, <laughs> but I really couldn't find it. He didn't really go. In, it was a it was a um, argumentative essay on the Great Gatsby and uh, gender roles, but um, I really couldn't find quite the right thing without having to read something very lengthy. So we'll we'll just have to. Save that for another day. Yeah, unlucky Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Never regret a day in your life. Good days give happiness. Bad days give experience. And the worst days give lessons. And the best days give memories.
Well, that's gloriously optimistic. Uh, who's the author of that gloriously optimistic take on life? I don't know. No, it's unknown. Oh. It's unknown because if you were, if they were to say it to your face, you would probably challenge them. <laughs> because I have had some days from which I've learned absolutely fucking nothing. Thanks very much. <laughs> but I do really appreciate the sentiment. Uh, Cam, anything from yourself to sign off with? Yeah, just a sentence. On this 101st FA Cup final day, there are just two teams left. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would if I was to push you on it, um, given the little chat we've had, really briefly, do you feel there might be a representation of Liverpool Football Club in one of those two teams in whatever number of final it is uh, coming up? For the FA Cup final? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I badly want us to win it. Yeah, so do I have I, to say. I badly, badly want us to win it. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying it for a few years now. Um, I really want us to win the FA Cup. I, I think, you know, I mean, I've, I was lucky enough to be at the League Cup final and it, it's a really great day out at Wembley. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I badly love to be there again somehow. Um, even if it's just to go down there for the atmosphere and then watch it in a bar or something while I'm down there, you know, I'd happily do that just for, you know, meeting up with all the lads and knowing how exciting the day is going to be. It's just the FA Cup final day used to be a magical day and I, I want that. I want that special feeling back again. Couldn't agree more. We will be back with you. Uh, for all those special feelings uh, that we can try to create for you in our next show and we will also be doing that show in that kind of international fortnight limbo so if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about I will remind folks on Twitter uh, before we record next uh, with and I might get you guys to retweet it as well so we might get have tried to encourage a little bit of, of uh, audience interaction because we won't have anything specific to talk about except to look back on the on the um, forest game uh, and then probably another one then again before we even get going properly in the Premier League again so uh, if you have anything that you'd like us to talk about uh, be thinking about it and have a look out for the prompt and I will uh, uh, ask you just that question Um around about show day or the day before so we should start wrapping it up i want to thank cam and lisa marie and i want to tell you that we are very much appreciative of your ear holes and i hope you are uh, enjoying the show on an ongoing basis um we'll continue to do it for you as long as you enjoy it if you do enjoy it please spread the word spread the word also about anfield index and anfield index pro in general and if you can at all try to swell the forces that are gathering around this particular channel. We are very, very happy with what we do here and very, very uh, proud of it and anxious that more of you would experience it. So if you get a chance at all, please do mention us to somebody else if you enjoy the show. And like I said, we'll be back with you very soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, 
where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.